This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Users of e-cigarettes, particularly young adults, may think these products are less addictive than regular cigarettes. But a researcher says Jewel brand e-cigarettes have a high potential for addiction. If one were to consume that entire pod that contains the e-liquid, they're consuming one and a half to two packs of cigarettes. That's an incredibly high amount of nicotine. Then, many young consumers think that status and self-worth are tied to the products they own. How can we change that materialistic thinking? Today's commercialized world where children are constantly exposed to social media and lots of messages that there are all these great products out there, it becomes a challenge. Those two stories and more are straight ahead. Stay with us. InfoTrack gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Among teens and young adults, e-cigarette use now exceeds cigarette smoking. And a recent study shows that the leading e-cigarette brand can be addictive. Senior author of the study is Bonnie Halpern Felsher, Ph.D., professor of pediatrics at the Stanford University School of Medicine. Professor, there's a perception that vaping and using e-cigarettes instead of conventional cigarettes doesn't lead to addiction, but your study shows that's not the case. Tell us what you found. What we found is amongst a group of adolescents and young adults who were recruited from California and part of a larger study that we have going on in California, that adolescents who have used Juul are, first of all, using it on a more regular basis than people who are using cigarettes or other forms of e-cigarettes. So they're using it more regularly and specifically we found that they're using it more often in the past seven days and more often in the past 30 days. We also found that they are on a very objective addiction scale called the hooked on nicotine checklist. We indeed did find that they are addicted to these products. And we should say that Juul is a brand of e-cigarettes that pretty much dominates the market here in the U.S. for e-cigarettes. How much nicotine do these e-cigarettes contain? Well, that's important to note. A Juul pod, as it's called, which is the part, the cartridge that goes inside the Juul that contains the e-liquid, contains 59 milligrams per milliliter of nicotine. So basically, in that pod, if one were to consume that entire pod, they are consuming one and a half to two packs of cigarettes per pod. That's an incredibly high amount of nicotine and more nicotine than what we typically see in a more conventional e-cigarette. A lot of users believe that using these e-cigarettes is healthier than using traditional cigarettes, right? That is correct. The youth that we surveyed in this study actually perceived these dual products to be less harmful in terms of nicotine addiction and other health effects than they saw e-cigarettes to be, as well as cigarettes. And if I might add, this is important to note because with young people, the misnomer is whether e-cigarettes or jewels are safer than cigarettes. 
which there's a lot of evidence that they may not be that much safer. But more important is the youth who are using these tools probably were not planning on using cigarettes to begin with or very small amounts of cigarettes. So really what we're comparing is not e-cigarettes or vapes or jewels versus cigarettes, but really vapes and jewels versus no product at all. And so no matter how you slice it, jewels are definitely going to be harmful and certainly more harmful than not using any product at all. What are the detrimental effects of nicotine? The most important piece for an adolescent is that it changes the brain. It actually goes in and makes changes to the developing brain because during adolescence, your brain is developing. You are basically pruning away the pieces of the brain and the pieces of the network, the firing of the synapses that you don't need. And your brain is becoming more efficient and smoother in being able to process information. That's great. The problem is that during that time, because your brain is so malleable to anything going on and to any changes, you introduce a substance to it like nicotine and your brain then changes by the nicotinic receptors, basically, which are already in our brain, sort of popping up and grabbing onto that nicotine and saying, great, I was waiting for something to come in. And now that you've introduced nicotine, it's staying in my system for some period of time. And those nicotinic receptors will remain there. If you waited until mid-20s or later to use a nicotine product, not that I'm saying we should be waiting, you shouldn't use them at all. But if you did delay then you're actually significantly less likely to become addicted because you're not going to experience those same brain changes since your brains aren't developing. Nicotine is also important to note because too much nicotine, you can get nicotine poison. And there are studies showing that we don't know in jewels specifically, but with other e-cigarettes that the container of nicotine is enough to kill people, particularly young people. So Nicotine by itself is toxic. And then there are plenty of studies showing that it could increase your likelihood of cancer and other disease. So, you know, nicotine is certainly something to be taken seriously and something that we are concerned about very much. Professor, there was a related study of advertising and the makers of the e-cigarettes said they were not targeting teens, but the teens felt that they were being targeted. Could you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So the same first author, Dr. Carmen McKelvey, my postdoctoral fellow, and I recently published another paper. It wasn't on jewels, but it was on e-cigarettes. And we were asking young people whether they thought that ads for flavored e-cigarettes target them. And the reason for the study is very much a policy-oriented study. The e-cigarette industry says that they are marketing flavors not to youth, but to adults. And that youth are really not going to be attracted to these flavors. That's not the purpose. So we asked youth, well, who are most targeted by various flavors of electronic cigarettes? So we had a cupcake, we had a smoothie, and we also had coffee and we had appletini, a type of alcohol. And we asked young people, are these ads being targeted more towards you, do you think? Somebody a little older, a little younger, or much older? And what was important to note is that the youth pretty much overwhelmingly said that these ads were being targeted to them. Certainly people younger when you're talking about things like smoothie and the cupcake, maybe a little bit older when you're talking about coffee and the alcohol flavors. But across all the flavors that we asked about and the ads that we actually showed, we showed them real e-cigarette ads, the youth were not saying that these ads were for people older than them. And when you ask about a little bit older, 
a little bit older is still 18 to 21 year olds. So really they're seeing these ads for their age, younger, young adults, but not for full adults. That has tremendous policy implications. Among the participants in your study of Juul, what percentage of them were using the product or had used it? 15.6% had ever used a Juul in our study. Among those who ever used, they're using more often in a week and more often in a month than what they were reporting for other tobacco products. Professor, for parents who are listening, what advice would you give them if they believe their kids are using these products? Well, I think the most important is to be aware. A lot of parents, and to be honest, a lot of teachers and a lot of physicians are not aware about these jewels. They look like USBs. They're very easy to hide. People are not aware of what's going on and the usage rates. And when youth use a jewel, it doesn't smell like tobacco or nicotine or cigarette. So it's sometimes hard to detect. So I think most important is for parents to be aware. I think it's also important for parents to talk to their young people and say, you know, I know that you're saying, well, I'm not using a cigarette and it's cool and so it's probably okay to use, but in truth is you're getting a tremendous amount of nicotine. There are harmful chemicals in these jewels and there are harmful chemicals in the flavorance that goes into making these products. So we need to talk to people about these and say, you know, you really are still using about two packs of cigarettes. Is that really what you want to be doing and try to equate it so we can change the social norms? The other thing I would caution, if I may, is Juul did develop their own prevention curriculum and they're trying to do their own prevention. And I would caution parents and I would caution educators about using the new Juul curriculum. Not sure if it's still happening, but I know that Juul is very much trying to prevent youth from using. Tobacco industries should not be in the market of doing prevention of their own products. And we analyzed their Juul curriculum and found a number of problems with it. So I would also get the word out to parents to be aware of the kinds of prevention efforts that they're trying to use. Bonnie Halpern-Felsher, Ph.D., Professor of Pediatrics at the Stanford University School of Medicine. Professor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Next, if you think the products you own define your value, think again. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 